Get Certified Together program is created by Technocofe, your free online knowledge sharing website, based out in London. Volumes with with replication. Same goes for replication of buckets. You can you can create your S3 bucket replication for uh, for keeping the data onto the two different location. If you are creating a database, you can create two databases to make sure that data is always that the information stored on the database is always available. You can of course decide a lot of things based on that uh, based on that uh, that syncing. Whether you want real time sync or whether you want uh, it to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Certified Together. This is episode number 27 for the whole series and episode number 12 where we will be covering CCSP topics. We have already finished domain 1. We started domain 2 topics in episode 26 onwards and since then there have been a long gap and again I don't know how many times I have to say it but Every time you make a mistake, you need to apologize and I apologize from my side for having a three weeks delay in the in the recording of next episode. But from from my side, I have justification for that. Like I told you, I am still starting the new things and on my personal front, I have to do a lot of other stuff and I was not really getting the getting time to cover all the topics to record in a, in a particular episode. And I, I really don't want to just go on there and record anything whatever i i have in mind instead of that i really want to uh w- want to read something myself before sharing the knowledge with you guys and that's the only reason i left the recording of episode number 27 for for a bit longer time episode number 26 if you haven't checked that out episode number 26 is a perfect example of uh, when you are not really in mood of doing something and then someone force you to do it in in my case no one was forcing me but of course for the sake of listeners i thought i have to record something so that's why i recorded episode number 26 and funny part is after the whole recording after i published the episode just three days back when i was going through back with those show notes and everything i realized that the the, the settings for that particular day's episode which i selected was not perfect and that's why the audio was not good the content which i was sharing was okay but i was not able to explain few things as good as i was supposed to do and that's why uh, and, and that's why i thought of giving a good break before 
before restarting everything and before continuing our journey for for this whole series and continuing the information which i have i want i am supposed to share with you guys so uh, that's why i give i let myself uh, stand back a little and and just wait for things to just get sorted out and finally i can say that, uh, that now i am in much better position to take out some time and spend some something on myself learning as well as recording the things for this uh, series so a series is not dead if you are thinking if those who are listening regularly if you are wondering whether uh, there are no no more episode whether series will be continuing or not i'm still very much excited about completing this whole ccsp syllabus and of course getting myself certified as well it will go on and as we move on we will try to add in more and more information inside this journey itself and so you can have a good idea about the things which are happening these days in in terms of cloud in terms of cloud security on my personal front like i told you that i am I am working more towards uh, as a cloud infra engineer these days and building new stuff on AWS on Azure and it, it is really exciting I am these days I am working towards uh, uh, understanding more towards IAM roles provided by AWS so if you want to get an idea about it uh, I can give you a hint IAM roles is when when you want someone to have a cap temporarily to do some tasks so if uh, for example if i am an engineer i am not supposed to do particular task as part of the policies which i am assigned to the my job role temporarily i can be assigned to a different role using aws roles so that i can perform maybe admin task for a particular period of time and after that period of time expires i am i will be back to my old role that's the whole crux of using iam roles and one of our use case is i have to use it for our customer so that they can assume the role temporarily and uh, work on work on the system which we are creating for them and once that role expire it will be back to us and we will be admins back again so that's a, a good use case and i was completely busy in setting up everything related to this and finally i have i have set up my cloud formation templates and i have set up my base state uh, using vpcs and subnets with terraform so i i have uh, sorted out most of the things and finally i thought okay now it's good time to head back to the cloud security journey because cloud security is must to have more and more earlier i was just in assumption i was just uh, looking towards from the security perspective that everything is moving towards cloud people are working towards cloud and security is a big concern these days so cloud security must be a big topic and something good to have in in future if you know about cloud security now more and more when i am really doing everything hands on myself cloud based deployment and cloud cloud infra working when i'm back in those workspaces i realize that we are actually on the right track every day we face challenges related to cloud security every day every deployment which i am doing every infra which i am creating first and foremost question comes from the perspective of cloud security whether the thing which i am creating on top of aws will it be secure what kind of security strategies i am putting in place what kind of uh, security groups i am creating for this particular particular instance how people will be accessing it in the future how we can limit the limit the users who can access the whole infrastructures like i told you we are on the right track and cloud security is must to have and beside controlling the access to system another key component is information and information is stored how in the form of data that is the subtopic which we are covering as part of domain 2 in ccsp 
and data life cycle security of data is a must to have thing you have to ensure that the data which you are storing on top of the cloud is secure if you are storing it for for a particular customer or someone else then you have to make sure that their data is secure in your infrastructure if you have your own organizational data you are keeping it on the cloud then you have to make sure that your organization data is in the safe place is always secure must be encrypted if someone is accessing that information then that access at first place should be via some authentication multi factors should be involved and once anyone is able to access the information how they are moving it from one place to another place that information must be encrypted encrypted using the latest algorithm not the one which are already hacked upon or the one which are already proven that they are no more secure and that brought us to the topic of secure data life cycle remember the six phases of data life cycle which was creation of data storing it using it sharing it if it's required archiving it when it's no more in use and finally destroying it when you want to completely get rid of the information so those six phases of the data life cycle was one of the topic which we covered in the episode number 26 beside that we covered about the location of the information where is your data stored and when you are storing it on the cloud it becomes ever important because now you have data center all across the world if you have your organization don't want to because of compliance because of local regulation they don't want your data Uh, they want their users or customers data to go outside of that particular region particular country then you have to make sure that you get an agreement uh, with your cloud architect team or your security design team to ensure that your data never go out of the country it never go out of that particular region in terms of cloud so location of the data also we covered in episode number 26 so those are the two sub topics which we covered as part of episode number 26 and now let us move on to episode number 27 Before we move to episode number 27 remember time for big break all right so let's catch up after this advertisement break all right as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com/podcast that's indeed.com/podcast terms and conditions apply when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the US, more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? 
Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome back. And now we are covering remaining subtopics of domain two of CCSP series. And today what I'll be starting with is data storage type. Now, just think whenever I say that I am uploading some information on the cloud or uh, I am just putting in some information, I am transferring my organizational data onto the cloud. Somewhere it will be stored, right? From cloud from cloud users perspective now you are simply having a nice gui where you are just doing click 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 next i want 10 gb i want 1 tb i want this particular type of block storage and boom you have a storage with you but ultimately that storage is still physical it is somewhere onto onto the data center of aws or onto the data center of azure so there are really still physical hard drive, physical hard disk, which are put in place by your cloud service provider. So storage is still existent. So you as a user should have a good idea about different type of storage. What are different type of storages which you have to use? Remember you are using it, you are not setting everything up. So there is no need to go in detail related to like how you can set up a storage area network or whether it is a NAS or SAN, or what kind of network is input in place so that your whole cluster of disks are connected together. What kind of SAN controllers you are using? There's no need to worry about everything. Those hardcore data center concept. Now you have to worry about about the kind of storage which has been there. If you are putting in some information, how it is stored, what, what kind of mechanism your cloud service provider will be using it to store it, whether they will be putting it in type of like a block storage, in type, they will break down the whole information in chunks of block and then store them, or they will be putting it on, on top of kind of like a object storage, putting it whole as a file, whether they will be using HDDs, hard disk drive or SSDs, everything you need to know from the perspective of users, what kind of information you, when you're storing data, how it is stored. And that brings us to the topic of a different type of data storage type. So, and when we talk about data storage, storage type, putting information onto the hard disk or onto the SSDs, we have to think that we are only discussing about data at rest because when you are putting in information, when you are storing it information, you are storing your data, then that scenario is actually data at rest. So what kind of different ways you can store your data at rest? You can store it on tape drives, you can store it on hard disk drives, you can store it on SSDs, which can be available to you in form of NAS or SAN. But as a cloud user, you are completely unaware because that is something cloud is providing to you, cloud service provider is, is providing it to you. But kind of disk which you will be choosing, that comes as an option for you as an end user. And you have to make sure that based on the use case which you have, based on the requirement of application which you are deploying on top of cloud, if it's requiring, it should be needing SSDs or it can work with HDDs. If there is some information which is no more in use, whether you should keep storing that data onto SSDs or you can move it to a separate archive storage which again can be provided by your cloud service provider so all these different type of ways in which you can store the data onto the cloud comes as part of cloud storage or cloud data storage understanding and you should know different type of data storage type and that's what uh, that, that's what they are so on a broader level we have two type of cloud storages object storage and block storage now object storage by name itself it's suggesting that you're storing an object you're storing your file as an object as a whole. So if I have a particular document, when I will store it on an object storage, it will be stored as a full document. Your full document will be stored, kept like an entry onto the backend storage servers as a whole file. It won't be broken down into bits 
and then stored as a block it will be stored as a whole file itself and whenever someone want to retrieve it they have to simply simply provide the whole path of the file and that file will be available to the end user again it's more like you bought something from uh, from anywhere and you want to keep that that thing into your house you will keep the whole thing there as it is if you bought a fridge if you brought a table from ikea uh, which is already assembled you want to keep that table as it is you just bring in that table and store it as it is into your house so it's there as a whole object so that's what object storage is in case of block storage we have completely different scenarios where your table which you bought from ikea if you want to store you have to first uh, first remove all the parts you have to disassemble it and disassemble is it is it a word i'm not sure so you have to remove all the parts and you have to store it one by one by one one in in form of blocks that's another way of storing the information if someone want to retrieve that information they have to reput everything they have to reassemble all the blocks and then your whole table will be back again and then that table will be given to you so your data will be broken down into the chunks of blocks and if you want to retrieve it your your storage software whichever storage software which your cloud service provider is using in backend that storage software will ensure that all the blocks are combined back in the form of uh, the information which was stored and then that information will be passed over back to the user so that's that's the whole idea behind object storage and block storage funny trivia which i want to share with you guys related to block and object storage was i was rejected from one of the interview in my initial cloud computing days because i was not able to dif- uh, particularly answer this question difference between object and block storage and and funny part is my answer was well in object storage you store any information in form of object in block storage you store any information in form of block which is okay but not worth to crack an interview but from cloud security perspective or from uh, from a beginner's perspective it is the crux actually your object in object storage you are putting in all information as it is in block storage you are breaking it down into the blocks and then putting that blocks into the into your backend storages storage drives and once someone want to retrieve that information those blocks will be recombined to form the information again so that's the whole crux but i was not able to crack the interview based on simply this explanation for sure just to have an understanding this much information is as good now one more thing to add here object and block storages and what kind of information you want to store this everything comes under the part of infra as a service so when you have using a cloud service providers infra as a service capability and you want to decide what kind of storages you can use you want to uh, create the block storage volumes you you can you can fine tune little nitty gritties like it should be having ssds or i am okay with having hdds what kind of storage volume i'll be using whether i need 1 tb or 2 tb you can determine everything whether you want to use s3 storage for object storage or you want to use ebs for block storage everything you can control by yourself so these broad categories which i discussed you about comes largely under the discussion when someone want to know about how information or how data is stored in case of infra as a service in case of platform as a service and software as a service things are little different now if you recall platform as a service and software as a service actually takes control out from your hand to set up the infrastructure and put 
everything in the control of cloud service providers hand so you cannot decide what kind of storages you want to use you cannot even decide what kind of uh, how much volume your storage should be having or uh, whether it should be having hdds ssds uh, how you want to access that information you cannot decide anything everything will be provided to you as a capability from your cloud service provider so in case of platform as a service and software as a service we move from de uh, from deciding or pondering on whether we should be using uh, blocks whether we should we should be using hdds or ssds we stop concerning about all these detailed stuff and we get more concerned towards how we are storing the information whether we we will be able to upload it as a file whether we are creating a database which ultimately will be having the information which you want to store what kind of database i i should be using whether i should be using relational or non relational database or uh, or, or the file which I am uploading, whether that file will be stored for this particular days or this particular period of time. After that, it will be not automatically deleted by my my cloud service provider, or I I can keep it for a longer duration for which, of course, I have to pay more. So, in case of pass and SaaS, things become more more generic. Things become more towards the end user perspective. How you are how your day-to-day -day experience with with the with the data storage look like it's now we are no more concerned about setting up those volume or set, setting up those storage yourself you're more concerned about how you are accessing your information how you can download and upload your, your information uh, what kind of application you are running on top of that storage which ultimately will be storing the information which you want to store so uh, it's more generic stuff, but of course you as a user or you as a, uh, as a cloud security architect must be aware of this part as well. It is still stored somewhere on the physical drive. So even though if you are a SaaS user or PaaS user, you must know or you can raise the questions to, to your cloud service provider to get more information if they, are, if they are okay to provide you how you are storing my information in the backend, what kind of storage you are using or where this information will be stored when I am uploading some file or I am uploading some data onto onto your portal. So you as a cloud user can ask those questions or if you are putting your organization data on a SaaS application provided by a cloud service provider on the behalf on behalf of your organization, you as a cloud security architect or use as a cloud architect can ask question to the cloud service provider okay, uh, you are giving me, giving me this SaaS application. I know I'm not setting up anything, but still I want answer for the, the location of my information, where you will be holding it, what kind of storage type you are using in backend, what kind of disk drives you will be using in backend, those kind of information you should be able to get from your CSP and you can raise to them whenever you want that, that information. Storage is already sorted out. We have put our information, we have put our data is there. We know what kind of uh, mechanism my cloud service provider is using. If I am using infra as a service, then I myself can create those mechanism to make sure that my data is uploaded there and my data is stored. My data is always there for use, but there are always threats. And that's what we are covering as part of cloud security. Threats to anything which you are putting on cloud you are creating your virtual machines on the cloud what kind of threats they have you are putting uh, you, you are creating some database onto the cloud what kind of threats it might have you are creating a network onto the cloud what kind of threats it might have same goes for data as well if you are putting if you are creating some storage onto the cloud what kind of threats your that data storage might be having which attacker can come in and 
uh, and you know exploit those vulnerabilities or exploit some issues gaps which you left open and someone can hack into your information hack into your data so threats to storage is key topic in term of cloud security and cloud security certification exam as well and it's not really different from the way we were discussing security so far both in comptia and ccsp it's again revolving around cia triad so you need to make sure confidentiality integrity and availability of your data if you are putting your data onto the cloud if you are creating a storage for keeping the information onto the cloud ensure that data is confidential how are you going to ensure it using proper access control ensure that these that data always have integrity maintained so how are you going to ensure it using hashing mechanism onto the storage which you created and availability how you can ensure it by keeping maybe two blocks of volume if you are creating ebs volume for a particular virtual machine make sure that you create two ebs volumes with with replication same goes for replication of buckets you can you can create your s3 bucket replication for uh, for keeping the data onto the two different location if you are creating a database you can create two databases to make sure that data is always that the information stored on the database is always available you can of course decide a lot of things based on that uh, based on that uh, that syncing whether you want real time sync or whether you want uh, it to whether you you are okay with an inconsistent syncing which is which is a completely different topic which comes in under the system design so there is a cap theorem consistency availability and partition if i am not wrong so cap theorem is used to ensure that your your data which you are storing your database which you are creating are always available and you have to make sure that you consider all these cia aspects whenever you are trying to understand about threats to your storage as well and of course when we are talking about ccsp we cannot rely on those simple comptia topic of cia threats related threats only we have additional threats as well and in case of storage type we have two more things which i want to uh, which i want to share with you when we are discussing about threats to your storage one is data compliance restriction which is to make sure that your data is always in a particular region that comes under location if you recall which we covered last time that way you we are storing your information if you are storing it somewhere then it should it should be Uh, compliant to the local regulation and if due to some regulatory uh, compliance you want to make sure that your data is always inside a particular region then you have to make sure that uh, the storage which you are creating is is covering this aspect as well is ensuring that your data is not leaving the country so you have to create your storage type accordingly and that's one of the threat if your uh, if your data is not meeting the compliance if your data which you are putting if the storage which you are creating onto the cloud is not meeting the compliance guidelines one of the biggest threat i know it it doesn't sound like as fancy as someone trying to hack in but in terms of penalties in terms of payment or and in terms of your branding your imaging if your your data is outside the country against the regulatory's requirement then of course it will ruin your company's or your organization's image so that's one of the biggest threat and another thing is data erasure now when we are putting everything into the on prem we have control on to the onto the end to end life cycle so end to end life cycle means creating storing how we are accessing the information and of course in the end how we are deleting everything how we are making sure that data is erased completely even though in case of on prem even though if you are deleted you have deleted something you are still holding those uh, tape drives you are still holding those disk drive with you into your on prem and 
if data is not completely erased, still it's lying around as in a box in your on-prem data center, no one bothers about it. But in case of cloud, it's not as simple as that. Once your data is deleted, you have to understand what kind of erasure mechanism your cloud service provider is giving you to make sure that uh, that data is completely wiped off and data erasure is one of the one of the key threat because you are not owner of the data disks now you are not owner of the storage disk drives now you are the owner only about creating those uh, having those blocks available to you and putting information there once you deleted that information from those blocks how your uh, csp is making sure that information is wiped off completely that is one of the key threat and data erasure is now big discussing topic these days related to threats to storage types all right that's all for today's episode i wanted to cover dlp today as well data loss prevention which is one of the strategies for data security uh, or storage security but but i don't think we have what time today because uh, i was doing it after good whole two three weeks and i had a lot of information i wanted to share with you guys so uh, probably next week i will try to uh, i was earlier thinking of releasing another episode this week but it's okay uh, we can have some time and i'll come back to you guys next week with another episode and we will cover we will cover the security strategies for the data security uh, one of the key thing is dlp or data loss prevention i'm sure if you are in the same field in terms of cloud computing then you have heard about this dlp a lot so we will cover that as part of next topic rest all winter is finally over seems like spring is here and now finally we can see sunny good sunshine in the london i am planning to have a trip to cambridge this weekend with whole family and we will be driving all the way cambridge is a nice city i have been there for now a couple of days now and it seems like it's a good place to live and if all things goes well then probably we'll be we'll be thinking over to just shift from london to cambridge because it's way more peaceful and it's way more cleaner which i have heard from so many people but of course we will be going there and checking it ourselves but uh, yeah uh, how it how it goes and uh, what's my what's my observation of the new city i will share with you guys in the next episode about cambridge and and yeah one more thing uh, if you guys have any questions or any query related to uh, how to get job in uk or how you can get the, your visa processing in uk if you are new here or if you are planning to make a move here then you can contact me anytime because i am here for eight months and trust me in that eight months i have applied for visa two times and uh, because of course my new organization have to re- reapply for visa so i have been to this whole process for two times now and i am quite well versed about everything if you guys have any questions related to that visa processing or anything related to how what things you have to make sure when you are moving in from any country to united kingdom then just check with me i can share a hell lot of things hell lot of mistakes which i did and which i will make sure that no one else will do if someone approach me because trust me it's not an easy process and it's it have a lot of headache and finally i'm over with it i have everything sorted out so now i know what kind of mistakes i was doing and of course i'll be happy to share with you guys as well if you have uh, anything you can approach me i won't be sharing directly in the podcast because otherwise it will maybe it's not relevant for everyone who is listening it and 
I don't want to barge in with the information. But of course, I'll share with you guys how Cambridge looks like because that for sure will be exciting for all of us who who have not been there. And and if you are there, then you can tell me whether I'm telling something wrong or some incorrect thing. All right. See you in the next episode. Goodbye and good luck. Thank you for listening to Get Certified Together. If you loved our content, then please like and subscribe from your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss the notification for our next episodes and announcements. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.